So, welcome to the Chaos Cast today, where we're going to talk about the ancient apocalypse, Netflix, and questioning the mainstream. We're going to discuss the new Netflix special, Ancient Apocalypse, by Graham Hancock. After listening to a podcast about his information, I kind of have my own theories. And we're going to discuss my theories, being a Christian, what I believe about the Word of God, uh, what I believe about the flood myth. I feel like he's come up with some good evidence that supports the flood myth, um, or not the flood myth, but the flood story of Noah that people call a myth in the Bible. Now, there's a narrative, and it's against the Bible, but I'm going to give you a narrative that's against the mainstream. So listen in. And share this out to your friends. As always, folks, have a good one. All right. Three, one. I I lost count. So welcome in, everybody. Welcome in. We got some clapping. We got cheering. Oh, yes. The Chaos Cast. We're going live everywhere. Uh, Madden and Jamo, uh, we will get into that in a second. Uh, if you don't have time, we'll try and talk about it tomorrow. This was kind of a last minute kind of thing, but we're going to be talking about this ancient technology theories, this ancient technology um, theme here, the ancient apocalypse. Now, I pulled an excerpt from the Radio Times. It says for decades now, journalist Graham Hancock has been making controversial claims of lost civilizations and cosmic cataclysms. Now, Netflix is diving in to Hancock's obscure historical theories with its new docuseries, Ancient Apocalypse, which landed on the streamer on Friday, November 11th. So, you know, I've, I've often thought about this. We find all this ancient um, ruins, and then... You know, you watch ancient aliens, you watch all these things, and they say that we had, you know, the technology we have today could not do what these people were able to do. Uh, they were talking to a stone cutter one day, and they were, this was, I believe, down in South America. They found this, th- these intricate carvings in stone, and, and he told him, he says, we don't even have the technology to do this today. Then we, we look at some of these uh, marble statues and people question, like, we don't even have the ability to do this today. It's almost like the marble was cast around a human being. And then, you know, you have researchers finding that the Sphinx may be way older than ancient Egypt. Like they came in and put and carved a, an eroded lion head down into a Pharaoh's head because they're looking at water damage. They're looking at uh, flood damage, basically. Oh, Lord, use your 90210, <laughs> 9021. Um, but as we as we move forward looking at, at these things, you know, a lot of people are beginning to question mainstream narratives. Now, th- that's, a, that's a point I want to look at. Now, many people question what the news is telling them every day. Why? Because we've caught them in lies. <laughs> we, we don't trust them. Um, we, we see people not... not Again, this is not me being anti-vax. We're just going to say that. I've had the vaccine. I don't like how they pushed it on, on people because if it was something good, they completely ruined that. Nobody wants to take it because of how they're acting. But then they lie about medical situations. They they say, 
Um, do you not believe in science? And and many times we've seen science contradict itself. Come back. I mean, like look at dinosaurs. Just dinosaurs. The you know the whole situation with dinosaurs. They tell us for years. You know, we even got movie franchises based on well, these were reptiles. Now they're saying they were probably covered in feathers instead of scales, because they're finding more evidence. You know, uh, the, the, as they begin to study it, it, it kind of goes against what they've been telling. So, oh, we're going, we're going to back up, we're going to change, and as we move forward, you know, they'll wipe this off the internet, they'll wipe this off the textbooks, and the kids will probably never have even heard that they at one time thought these dinosaurs had scales. They'll say, well, they've always been these giant birds, and that's just the way things are. When you look into evolution, the study of evolution, a lot of the things that they were teaching in textbooks that brought people into that belief system, evolutionists don't even believe that anymore. There were, there were falsified documents. There were things that they don't believe, and they'll admit that they don't believe, but they use it just to bring people in. They say, well, these are the basics we teach, even though we don't, we've proven they're not right. Um, and even Darwin himself said, if you can come up with an organism that is irreversibly complex that would disprove his whole theory. He even lamented the question of creation on his deathbed. He renounced his theories on his deathbed. And, but yeah, they preach it as law. You know, this guy knew what he's talking about. He went to Galapagos. He studied all this. And as you move forward looking at these things, it causes you to question science. And why wouldn't we question archaeology? Because these guys, yeah, they're out there with their brush and they're sweeping it. Yes, he did. Yes, he did, General Anthax. You just don't understand. You don't know the history, and you never, uh, you never studied. I, I don't know why I'm arguing with these trolls. Thank you, thank you, Kate. Don't just, uh, don't just mute them, block them, because what they'll do is they'll go and do their best to try and cause problems, and I'll have to go talk to my um, people in the. See, that's what happens when you begin to question what people have established as their beliefs. And this is documented that uh, Darwin, that Darwin questioned his own theories. Darwin was a failed minister in a lot of cases when you look into his study. And his wife was a very devout religious woman and he respected her a whole lot. Whereas a lot of people that believe Darwin's theories completely, you know, have you know, derided Christians for years. Darwin wasn't completely that way. Darwin had family that was Christian. So, you know, but as we move, you know, that causes us to question these things. We see things that don't line up with the narrative. And this is one of those things they've been telling us, well, ancient Egypt was, you know, one of the first original civilizations. And then we go and we find Gobekli Tepe. Tepe, if I can say it right. Uh, it was an ancient site, Gobek, Gobekli Tepe. They, now they're saying that's the dawn of civilization. They said ancient Sumeria was the dawn of civilization. Then one of the things that Graham Hancock goes and begins to talk about, he begins to talk about like South America, begins to talk about the Americas and ancient civilizations that existed prior. His whole theory is there was a global, basically sounds like a global civilization that had technology, and it was probably technology that either rivaled ours or surpassed it. So, as 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 you begin to look at this, he he explains you had the Unger Dries, if I'm saying that right. There was a comet that we passed through its tail, and there was this air burst, like almost like a uh, 
ballistic missile, um, intercontinental ballistic missile. There was this airburst, and it caused the glaciers to be superheated, and it caused the world to basically the sea to rise. They're, they've actually got, um, you know, just documented evidence of some kind of just bam rising sea levels. They've got evidence of some major catastrophe, but they've they've never been able to go into that ex- explanation of what's going on there. Um, there, there's so much in that whole talk that, you know, as I was listening to Joe Rogan's uh, podcast, there's so much talk to unwrap in that talk, but we question these narratives. You know, what are they telling us? Now me being a minister, you know, when I see that a majority of the ancient civilizations have a, a flood myth, that leads me back to my main, my beliefs in the knowing the ark, um, narrative that we well, it's not a narrative the the Noah's art belief system that we have in the Christian community I mean they're they're talking about a, a worldwide flood but the thing that I really think about is the days of Noah we, we talk about prophecy now, if you're a Christian you believe in prophecy and it says it'll be as in the days of Noah and a lot of people have speculated what that would be like but what was happening in the days of Noah there there was this Everybody in the world, you know, according to the Bible, was given to wickedness. Now, Christian creation scientists, they go back and they say, you know, we were originally probably uh, just one big, solid continent. They call it Pangea. And then there's other scientists that believe this, too, because you look at how South America and Africa look like they basically should go together. There's even maps, ancient maps, that show Antarctica close to... um, or what would be about the same shape as Antarctica close to South America. So it's showing continental drift even on maps. And the guy that was making this map was going by ancient maps that he got from the Library of Alexandria. Um, a lot of the theories are is that these some of these buildings we see were buildings that were basically reconstructed. Uh, they were reconstructed. They were added to. They were worked on. Um, that they were There were people that went and worked uh they, they went back and found these places and began to use them again but the main thing we look at is this astrological uh, alignment situation we see so many different sites that were that they in in supposedly times where they were just hunter gatherers they they were just dumb they they were not you know far enough along to understand these things these people had great knowledge of you know, star alignment and astrology, uh, or astronomy, astrology. Well, they, there's a lot of them believed in astrology too. We see, um, things that we can't do now as far as large objects being moved. Now I'm looking at this Pangea thing and the whole day of Noah thing. This is my thinking folks. And, and this is not me saying this is how it was, but what if, no, during the days of Noah, you had an international society had developed. You have people, according to what you read in Genesis, that, that lived hundreds and hundreds of years. So you would have this build on knowledge that wouldn't go away uh, after a generation or two. You'd have these people continually growing in knowledge. I mean, they're talking about Adam being 900. And maybe there were some better genetics there that we don't know about. This is just me thinking. You don't got to like it. You can make fun of me. But then I'm thinking, you know, what if they became uh, extensively 
um, advanced because there was no language barriers. We looked at the narratives of the Tower of Babel and, and there was that thought that they would ascend to heaven. How would you ascend to heaven by building a tower? We know that's impossible. We know, you know, because of the technology we're looking at, we're looking at creating certain uh, certain materials and I think it's carbon carbon tubing that they're wanting to use to build this space elevators. We know this, and yet we read in the Bible, how would they have been able to do this unless they had some form of ancient technology that was being revived that they had found in the ruins? It's been so long. Now, he places this catastrophe at the same time that a majority of biblical theologians place the flood. About 12,000 years ago, and they find all this evidence. And these guys, the, the, the mainstream archaeologists, do not like him. They try to put his theories down. And you can go watch Netflix. You you look at what he's not even coming from a, a biblical perspective like I am. He's coming from a scientific perspective. He's against the church. He's against religion, which I'm against religion because religion is what infects the church. And I believe religion is an invention of the enemy, of Satan. Because it does destroy churches. It does destroy, you know, lives. When you go into a lot of church, uh, when you try to get people to go to church these days, a lot of them talk about stories uh, of people being religious in churches. They're getting out of their Christian and being religious and running them out. So I understand his take on that, but he's not even coming from a Christian uh, background at this. He's coming at this from an archaeological, historical, scientific background. They're going in and doing carbon dating they're going in and they're looking at the evidence. There, they, there was one thing, these micro diamonds they were talking about, how how these would have been created in, a, in this certain kind of cataclysm. Things I hadn't heard of before. You know, I've looked into archaeology a lot, a lot. I've looked into different scientific theories. One of the good things that I, I, I've studied that I highly recommend is Lee Strobel's Case for a Creator. It completely begins to break down the evolution narrative. And this is a guy... Lee Strobel was a guy that was uh, an evolutionist. This, he was an uh, atheist, and he came to Christ through his research of Christ and through his research of, you know, creation. And, and he wrote The Case for a Creator, The Case for Christ, all these different things. So as, as you're pushing forward into this, this, uh, this podcast, and I highly recommend go listen to the Joe Rogan podcast with, um, uh, with uh, Graham about his uh, Netflix uh, series. I'm going to go watch the Netflix series, but I was just, I was listening to this and, and, and there's things that I've been listening to for a while that, that and and stuff I've been looking at that question narratives, there's certain archaeological finds. Like we, we hear about this ancient technology that people can't explain. Like they found what is basically amounting to a touring machine you know, uh, 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 like an early version of a computer. And the more they, they do all these sonographic scans of this thing, the more they scan it, the more they find out, hey, there's something, this thing's so complex and, and, it, and it should not be in that time frame. And I think they found it in a shipwreck. Uh, it may have been a Greek ship, but they found it in a shipwreck. So to me, that, that's like I'm looking at, they were rediscovering technology from an ancient apocalypse where a global society collapsed. One of the things that this guy points out, they're doing LIDAR, um, they're doing LIDAR detection across the Amazon. You know, like, I don't think we've explored maybe a small percentage of the Amazon rainforest. Uh, a majority of the people, 
you know, the general public don't even know what's in Antarctica. And we see these things in Egypt where they had these pyramids, and then we see the Sphinx, and it's beginning to, to show evidence of, you know, high water, you know, water damage, erosion, but uh, from some kind of flood. And, you know, I'll, when I started listening to this, I'm like, that exactly seems like what I'm thinking. What if what, what happened with man was what we're seeing now in society? It began to grow. It began to get technologically advanced. They didn't. They weren't hamstrung by the different languages. They weren't hamstrung by the the seventy year lifespan. And their technology began to grow. And then you had the influence of um, of the of the, the I guess the sons of God that came and mixed with the the children of men, uh, the, son, the daughters of man. You you had this supernatural influence. These, these wise beings that were older than the human race that had knowledge that we didn't have and, and began to come in and influx this technology and teach it. Because I, I don't know what, you know, we look at these things that that we read in the Bible and, and these are people depicting this stuff as they, you know, best they could with their limited knowledge. And we always hear about heavens, uh, I have not seen, ear hath not heard. We, you know, we couldn't fathom what that, who knows what was happening there. But because of that technology, because of that rise, because of that, that you know, growth, that they, they begin to get away from the Creator. And then, you know, we, we hear about Atlantis. I've often thought, often thought, you know, that's a flood myth. We, we look into ancient Sumerians. They got a flood myth. They've got, they've got a whole creation narrative. And, and it's almost like stories being passed down from uh, people that were added to and taken away from as we as we go <laughs> Amish study Bible I always get a, asked if I'm Amish or Muslim I'm Pentecostal I'm Pentecostal <laughs> blame it Lord help me with this this curse of this beautiful beard and no mustache that I have but no as we as we look at that this evidence this man's finding you know you got to draw your own conclusions but but seeing this makes it that 12,000 year timeline this ancient technology when I look at that story of Tower of Babel where they're trying to ascend into heaven and the Lord scatters their their um, their languages to, to keep them from working together and, and and it seems that ability to come together and work together and bringing all the heads together without that that those barriers of language we're coming to that point now that's where i kind of bring it back around to that days of noah thing we're coming to this point where we're we're able to have a global society our technology is becoming more advanced where we can talk you know right right, right now we're talking in time you're watching this in time you're not watching this as a report on television later and some of you may be listening on the podcast later or watching the show later and you're you know you're going to be listening to them but if you want to watch these live streams in real time if i want to have a conversation with somebody across the world in real time i can do that here i can do that on clapper i can do that on different apps that that facilitate that you can bring people in now here's the thing about that that's why when you're reading about you know about the end times prophecy you read about these two guys called the uh two witnesses and right there we see facetime being predicted thousands of years ago by john the revelator the 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 and and live streaming and amazon you got to understand this here because 
The whole world's watching these guys when they raise up after the the supposed one world ruler, the Antichrist, you know, what everybody calls him. He uh, after he slays them, they rise up, they resurrect and ascend into heaven. The whole world's watching it, but the whole world's watching when he slays them, and then they start sending gifts and celebrating like it's Christmas in that in that prophetic word. How many people know how hard it is to send gifts to people with just standard mail? Now, I learned this as I was uh, beginning to do more live streams and making friends online. Um, the, the best way, you can go to Amazon. You can go to AliExpress. You can go to any number of these worldwide corporations that have all these different distribution centers and all these different people selling. And you can send gifts to, to your friends for minimal cost. I mean, it, some of them, sometimes you'll have free shipping. But you can go to the Australian... Um, you can go to Australian Amazon. You can you can go to AliExpress. You can AliExpress link ships everywhere. But you can go to the uh, UK. Uh, you can go to Amazon UK because we've been doing this. We've been sending gifts back and forth. And then there's the the, the care packages I've sent to Australia that cost me eighty bucks to send or more than the package was worth. I think I sent some Three Musketeers to a buddy over there, and it cost me literally forty dollars to send to. Uh, packs of three musketeers to there. So as I'm looking at that, you know, you got prophecy prophesying a technological time when the world can come together and communicate in real time all around. Governments don't have the barriers they used to did. We're seeing that. They're, they're pushing a global government, the times of Noah. And we see a global society being depicted here in this official, you know, this, this Netflix official documentary of ancient apocalypse. He calls into a lot of things into question about what we've been taught. And the main thing I look at is the fact that the gatekeeping. How many of you have seen gatekeepers? you you got gatekeepers everywhere. It, it's predominantly with boomers. <laughs> the, uh, the ones who've been running our society for a while, you know, you've got the gatekeepers in your community. you got to have ER a certain way. you got the gatekeepers in the town. You know, you can't, you got building regulations. you got the gatekeepers um, in archaeological uh, society. you got gatekeepers in the scientific community. you got gatekeepers even in, in, in the writing and, and, and um, printing community where, where certain people's novels won't get printed if they don't like you. you got it in the news community. You've got it in politics now. You, you've got gatekeepers are just running amok here lately, and we've begun to recently see it. And, and I say millennials, um, Generation Z, they're Generation Z is really starting to question it. Millennials have been bucking against the goads for, for decades now. Um, Gen Xers, they just don't care. <laughs> no, they do. But that's always what I hear. Gen X just don't care. But Gen X has done it for a while, but millennials are pushing against it. Generation Z is really pushing against this narrative, get a job, work hard, and then retire. They're starting businesses. They're going online. They're, they're using these new technologies. And one of the things that Graham brings up and one of his associates that he has there brings up is that because of this research, they're seeing young people that are going to go in to the archaeological community and they're going to start <laughs> they're going to start doing research in, in that field that he's talking about. Now, they've done these LIDAR detections over the Amazon and they're finding geometric shapes. They're finding pyramids nobody's ever seen. They're finding all kinds of buildings. There's always been this uh, theory that there was ancient cities there that that these huge technologically advanced cities and we see ruins down there we see all these things see it's, it's coming to a point where there's been so much gatekeeping there's been so much evidence that's hid in every area of information 
because they want you to listen to this and believe this and think this, that people, people are even going extreme in what they believe. We're seeing people that are going and believing that the earth is flat. And I've got friends that believe in flat earth. And I see these people that go in and deride them and push them. And, and, and why don't they believe the mainstream? Because false information, doctored information, um, now, again, I'm not saying I believe the earth is flat. I believe the earth is round. I'm one of them old-fashioned round earthers, folks. But why are they questioning the arrogance of the experts, the, the, the narrative that you can't ever question the experts? Think about that. You know, we're told don't ever question the experts, and then we continuously find where the experts are lying or doctrine. I mean, just recently with this FTX, I mean, this expert, this crypto expert, this guy that's got this big, deal. He, he tells everybody, everything's fine. And then a few days later, they file for bankruptcy. Come find out they've been, there's possibility, there's all kinds of different um, accusations of money laundering. <laughs> like 55 uh, or so many millions that this guy's laundering for certain people. We're not going to get into it because then we'll get all kinds of restrictions and mass. But we're seeing why now people question. Thanks, Ron Sharpley. Thanks for that gift there, my friend. We're seeing why people are questioning these narratives. It's because the powers that be, the gatekeepers of tomorrow, because that's what they are. That You know, that whole the winner writes the history books thing. Well, right now, they're uncontested winners. They do whatever they want. They tell you, they promote whatever narrative. That their society's beginning to see the cracks in this. One thing I believe it is, is because they're like the kids of the kids of the kids of the people who started these things. And they're just so used to being treated right. They're so used to having at their fingertips these abilities that they become so arrogant at what they're doing. People don't like them. Now, if you want to get somebody to believe something, you got to have it. They've got to like you. But second off, then they get into these spots, not being questioned, where they end up building up a house of cards and it collapses. And people begin to question everything they did. We've seen it in Hollywood. We've seen it in historical documentations. We've seen it in politics. These house of cards keep crashing. And this guy, he's fighting against the archaeological community to bring you evidence that they don't want you to look at or that they view differently. And why are they fighting him? Here's the thing I've never understood. If somebody... If somebody's wrong, if the Christians are wrong about creation, why fight so hardly against me? You can come up with all this little arrogance to why we're doing it for the kids. You don't care about the kids. Them kids is going to believe whatever they want. And a lot of them don't even care. And when they get older, they don't care. Why are they fighting against this guy? Because it's threatening their pocketbook. It's threatening their funding. Same thing with the media. The, this alternative media, the reason they had to get everything under control, and you see all these mainstream sites, they, they, they were getting very few views online, and all these uh, political pundits, you know, this these um, citizen journalists, as Elon Musk likes to uh, promote, these citizen journalists were getting millions and billion, millions of views um, with their, their viewpoints and, and the narratives they were pushing. Well, they had to rein that in. And we've seen that during all these different election cycles, how they begin to gatekeep. And they've been to, they, the whole situation with the coronavirus, you could not question it. You could not have any different opinion. Ivermectin, you couldn't talk about that. I didn't use that. I did get my vaccination. 
Um, you know, I was that guinea pig. I got a kid that's asthmatic, and I wanted to see what it done before they had basically tried to force you to get it or take your kid from you, which they're, they've done that, I think, in some places. But, you know, I was that guinea pig. I was like, if it kills me, then we know it to do something to them. I didn't really have much faith in it because it hadn't stopped me from getting COVID the second time. It, it hadn't helped. It, I've actually seen my health kind of decline since I got it. But you know what? I'm just going to have to be a tough old country boy and get through it. But why fight against something so hard if you're right? Because if you're right, it's going to get proven right. It, it's going to be undeniable. It's going to be unreasonable. They're not going to be able to reason against what the truth is. Uh, we even see that with the Pharisees. The Pharisees are trying to shut down John. They were trying to shut down Peter. They were trying to shut down the disciples. They told them, don't go preach this stuff. And this one guy, this one Pharisee, he says, you know, we've had this happen for years. These fake messiahs come along. He said, they've all, he said, what has happened? They, they fell apart. And, and, he, and, he, and he says to, about these men, he says, look, if they're fake, it's not going to last. I guess it's lasted for two, over 2,000 years now. That's the, the prominence I say I, I look at about Scripture. That's the prominence I say about Christ. Uh, there's something there, folks, whether you believe it or not. There's something there, whether you like it or not, that they, they've stood the test of time. There's something there. And that, that's true for anything. If these archaeologists, if he's really a hack with this ancient civilization thing, which I'm kind of thinking maybe there was something. There's just so much technology and technologically advanced things they find that, that just doesn't set right with the narrative that we've been working for millions of years to get to this point and civilization's only about, you know, 5,000 years old. That's that's what they used to think. Then they found Gobekli Tepe, which basically threw that in the, uh, in, uh, for a spin. And they're like, well, it's, it's getting older. Um it's, it's an older timeline. You know, why would they fight it? Well, it's, it's because of their funding. Because if they get proven wrong, there's a ton of funding going to go into this guy. And he's going to get funding just because of this Netflix documentary. They're already seeing kickback of them trying to stop the Netflix documentary. Now, I want to stop and I want to thank everybody that's been, all my mods that's been helping, all my mods that's been pumping them likes up. We thank you. Now, I want to say, share this out. If you like what you're seeing, help us. Help us get out there. Help us get this out there. Share this out. Go listen to the podcast. We got the we got it linked on the website. You can go to the link in my bio and literally anything you see we're doing right now, whether it be Ready Wise, Blackbeard Firestarters, the new knife uh, in the knife store, our gear store, our merch, the Happy Gun shirt we we wear. Anything we're doing is on that site. So that links in the bio. We also have our YouTube and Instagram links in the bio. Go check that out. You can, you can search S29 Chaos Preparedness on Google, and you're going to find everything we're doing. You're going to find every site we're doing. The podcast will probably be up there soon. We're on eight platforms now with our podcast. And, and so you can download this and listen to this stuff as you go. If you're interested in what we're talking about. You know, we, we that was the main thing I wanted to talk about today is just, you know, why are people questioning narratives so much? Because the gatekeepers have proven themselves unworthy to keep the gates. And, and that's something we need to understand is just because somebody says, well, this is this is how it is. This is how it's going to be. Doesn't mean that's how it has to be. This guy has went around them. Technology, we're in, a, we're in, we're in still the infancy of the Internet age. We, we, now, some of you have grown up with it, but we are we're at a place in time. We have opportunities to reach out beyond what the gatekeepers are telling us we can do. Like right now. 
I have tons of friends that are ministers, and that never worked out in the church for me for whatever reason. You know, I, I could preach, I could sing, I could run a run a church, I could I could do all these things, but that never worked out. And then this started working out, and literally every week because of the internet, because of these uh, this technology, the Lord's allowed me to have. A bigger reach than my state overseer does. He's over 80,000 members, they say, and hundreds of churches. And I have more followers than that online, more views on a lot of my content than that. And I'm able to break out of the walls. I'm able to break out of the narrative that you got to do this, you got to do that to share the word of God. So if you're one of those people that's looking to, you know, God's calling you to something today, I'm telling you today, there are ways. To make to, to build a ministry without any funding, without a building, without you know anything, you can get out there. Um, you you can get your message out there, and, and I highly recommend that. Now I, you got to have to spend a lot of time in prayer, but this ministry grows every day. Uh, there's always a new opportunity to share you know the word of God along with my hobbies. I use my hobbies to bring folks in. I use my hobbies to in in league with, but that's kind of what you got to do. We're called to be the salt and the, uh, the light of the world. We're supposed to be the flavor and the illumination of the world as Christians. And 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 so many times we see these religious people in church. They said it how it is. It's got to be this way. You got to wear a dress all the time. You got to put your hair in a bun. You got. And I'm giving you old school things that they told us in the church of God when I was growing up. You couldn't go watch movies. You got to wear jewelry. Can't wear a hat in the church. I I, I take it off out of respect, but. Some people wore head coverings when they went into worship God. It's it is so insane how people can get into positions of power and they 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 limit. Sometimes they literally limit the word of God being preached to the lost. And that's one thing I'm trying to do right now is is, is just say, hey, get on here and get yourself out there. Um if, if you feel a, a push from God to share something, like I felt a push to start educating people about old skills. Before we lose this knowledge, before we lose these skills, before we lose <clears throat> all of our independence, our food independence, our, our, our material independence, like we can make, a man used to make everything he used and owned. He provided for his family. You didn't spend $500,000 building a house. You built it yourself. A man could go out and get a piece of land and start from scratch, you know, and have a homestead. built. They'd actually give you free land at certain times, and they still do it in certain areas of our country. They would give you free land if you can make improvements on the land. And, and that's how it used to be. And we see so many of our generation, the millennial generation, the Gen Z, they're sick and tired of the gatekeeping of the previous generations is like, you, you see it now, the, the upcoming gatekeepers, you see it all the time. Now I'm saying Gen X and these are people that were born prior to 1980 and not all Gen X is like it. Trust me. I've got a lot of good Gen X friends, but you keep saying, we're about to run this country folks. And then everybody's quitting working in these factories where their bosses, <laughs> they're going to work where they want to work. They're going and starting businesses. Um, you're actually seeing now, uh, Lynn's Attica, Lynn's Attica is, 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 they basically had a monopoly on eyewear until you started having these breakaway companies that come in on the internet. The, the, these young companies that are these startups. And, and now you can go buy this. You just get your prescription from your doctor and you can go buy them online now and they can't stop. you. I mean, there's, there's so many things that's happening. And I, and I feel like, you know, a lot of people barrel the internet and like, Oh, it's, it's just, uh, you can't believe nothing you hear on the internet. I'm going to tell you, you can't believe nothing you hear anywhere. Sometimes, sometimes I can believe more what I'm hearing on the internet 
than what I can read in a mainstream newspaper because they've all got a narrative. They've all got a motive. And, and I like to get out there and do my own research. You know, the, I hear so many people say that about the church. You know, I like to study the Bible. I like to study God and, and not hear what a man says. Well, I do that with everything. I study the word. I've studied the Bible. And there's been mainstream ministers that are being pushed um, in my denomination that are preaching things that, that are contrary to our church's doctrine and are contrary to the word. And I'm not calling them names. I'm not talking bad about them. And they're, again, they're few and far between. We recently had some arguments in the Church of God Assembly. I think it was in Tennessee or it might have been the international that were completely contrary. And they thought this was going to be an open and shut thing. And then I think it was the gender of God. And they went in and thought this was going to be an open and shut thing. And they had three hours of arguments about the gender of God with with mainstream, highly educated Church of God ministers that this is not our doctrine. So they're basically changing, trying to change the doctrine. They didn't change it this time, but those will be the gatekeepers of tomorrow. And I want you to think about where is their gatekeeping? Well, even in prep talk right now, we have these gatekeepers trying to establish themselves. And, and I continue to hear this. And you can tell every one of them I said it. I invite anybody that has a prepared mindset, no matter what you know, to try and start learning. If I see something that is kind of dangerous, I'm going to reach out to you and I'm going to try to educate you. I'm not going to try to shut you down and deride you and hinder your channel. I've seen that happen. Now, there's certain people that have put some dangerous stuff out here. And I went like, look, hey, dude, we need to talk. This right here could be dangerous and you don't need to do this. And, and, and it proved itself in the long run. But I see these gatekeepers that come in and say, well, we're not going to do this. Or I'm tired of all these fake preppers. I mean, like, how do you say somebody's fake if they're putting stuff up and they're trying to help people out of their free time? They're using that gatekeeping to try and establish a foothold and try to take control and try to run there. I'm going to tell you one thing, and this goes out to all of prep talk. And you can tell, you know, I know Jester's in here and he's not part of that garbage. He's seen some of that come at him. I've safe prep seen some of that come at him. And I've seen some of their content that has come in and, and, and they're aggravated with it too. I'm going to tell you this. You can tell all the prep talk. If you're a gatekeeper trying to shut somebody down instead of help them to grow and learn about their content, don't come after this old boy. <laughs> you, you, you can't hang with me right now. Uh, I mean, you ain't going to, you ain't going to hang with me. That's not because of me. That's because I got the Lord God on my side. Um, you know, it, it, it amazes me at people that want to just shut people down because they don't like what they're saying or they think they're wrong. And then a lot of times people get proven right. And and, and I ain't seeing none of this with, with, with a mean spirit. I'm saying, stop doing stupid crap. <laughs> That's the prep talk. Don't be doing stupid. We want everybody out here trying to spread this out. And we want them learning too. We want to create a place for learning. And a little well neck. No, I don't back the blue. I don't even black the red no more. I, I don't care about that. It, you're, you're, you're blind in your head, blind in your eyes, and, and ignorant in your head if you think any of that really matters. Those people have dinner together every day, and they decide your future and the policies of this nation, and they laugh about us taking sides. I'm just going to tell you that right now. All right, blue skies, what's your question? Again, no abuse. No vulgarity towards children. No mention of my children if they were to walk in. And no evasive politics because we don't care about your politics. This is not a political forum. This is preparedness. We don't care. We don't, I don't trust no politicians now. I've seen enough. So that's, that's what I have to say about that. And if I'm not seeing your question, 
pop up right now, it's because to change the Bible. <laughs> They're trying to go to some outside now to change the Bible. It don't surprise me. Yeah, obey God. I, I don't I don't know much about the Pope. I'm not Catholic. I am Pentecostal again. Uh, that's a uh, 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 it is a spinoff from evangelical and Protestant Christians. Yeah, I'm not part of that. We broke loose from that back when Martin Luther put that those uh, seventy uh, those seventy uh, different uh, what was it the seventy uh, basically it was seventy problems he had with with the Catholic Church because they got caught up in religion and they got corrupt. Now those of you that say, well, that the Bible you they put the Bible together. It's, look, the hand of God can guide anything. And I'm gonna tell you. If there was a supernatural hand guiding a book, you know what you would see? You'd see a bunch of books cast off to the side that were not right and were not adopted mainstream by the bulk of believers. It wouldn't just be something that was pushed by the the establishment. They can push all they want, but when God wants his word given to his people, he will establish it. And I've seen that time and time again with the word of God, those 66 books that I study. I've also looked at these ones that's been cast to the side. They don't, they don't uh, adhere to my belief system. They can't prove how old they are. The documentation of those don't go back as far as the 66 that we look at because those documentations go back as, as far as 1,200 years in the New Testament and even further for the Old Testament because we've even found the Dead Sea Scrolls to prove a lot of how long that that uh, storyline of the Old Testament books was because they spoke of these same things. And Josephus was a historian in the Roman Empire uh, he's a Jewish historian that his books line up too with what we study in the Old Testament and I believe a lot in the New Testament so you know I, I look at these things these gatekeepers I don't care for I'm out here doing what I'm doing if I'm wrong and you tell me I'm going to do my best to do my research and, and, and you know come back and say hey this is the thing that I'm seeing um but yeah don't come at me um yeah, that, I mean, I'm just out here trying to do something to help folks. And when, when it gets to that that competition, we got to be the best. We got to be better. Look, I'm going to tell you, Doomsday Podcast, man, I love the heck out of what I've seen him doing. He is growing. Big John, he's growing. Big John's coming in and help me. Uh, I mean, that's how we need to work together. We need to build on what one another's doing, not come at each other and try to tear it down to make ourselves look better. And we see that in every part of society right now. Maybe that's part of that. Uh, days of Noah. Maybe that's what was so wicked that that began to overtake the earth. That whole competition. Well, I got to be better than you. That desire for material things. That desire for uh, prominence. That desire for elite, you know just power. And we see that now. We see these politicians. They're not even good politicians. I can't even tell you anybody that has voted for somebody lately that really trusts them. That really believes they're going to fix things. That really believes that they're going to do what they're saying. They're just taking an ideological side and joining a tribe and most people don't trust their politicians i mean how many i can't tell you how many liberals how many republicans that i've talked to and they're like no i don't trust none of them republicans i don't trust none of them i don't trust none of them and and right now mitch mcconnell's coming under a flag from a lot of people because of stuff he's did to that party to those constituents they don't like they don't care for him um i don't care for him i just don't like him i just don't like him i don't like a lot of them they get into office, they they crave power, and they stay in power for a long time. And, and we see the same thing. This is what this guy's fighting in this archaeological community. These people, they they made a career out of being um, out of being archaeologists. 
And oh, by dang, if you're going to tell me anything different from what I know. See, I know people like it. I got family like it. They, they, they built up a business. They think they know. And you can't tell them anything different than what they think they know. And they, they kind of try to come tell me, well, this ain't, you're wrong about this. You're wrong about that. And I'm talking to people that are on the ground, that live in these areas, that are telling me this stuff. I talk to people that are in the businesses that are telling me the things that we're talking about on here every day. Uh, I have connections all around the world now. I've been, I've been blessed to meet a lot of good people in a lot of different positions around the world that, that, I, that when I talk to them, they're telling me what's happening on the ground in their area. And a lot of people um, begin to see that. Yeah, Hollywood is in the government, blue skins. Um, I don't trust Hollywood. I don't trust. I don't trust nobody. Hollywood is just uh, uh, an arm of the CIA. But you know, you know what? Maybe that dude's right to a degree. And I'm going to look more scrutinously at my information. You got to listen to folks. You can't gatekeep. You can't just shut people down. That's what they're trying to do. This guy. We're going to play this. And um, let me turn my volume up. But we're going to play this official trailer. Uh, for the Ancient Apocalypse series. I'm going to go watch it. Uh, turn on my volume. It's a buffering. It's a buffering. Is anybody, everybody able to hear me pretty good? Let's do a sound check. Let's do a sound check. Is everybody, one, two, one, two. Man, that's loud. I don't know if I need to turn up that loud. Did you know that you were picking a fight with academia? Because there's a lot of people that just don't. Can everybody hear that? Let me know in the comments if you can hear that decades and you exposed me to a lot of these controversial ideas that have now been substantiated well i'm graham hancock i don't claim to be an archaeologist or a scientist i am a journalist and the subject that i'm investigating is human prehistory oh man that was that was a lot shorter but um, let's see what else. Uh, we'll listen to about Robert Downey Jr. The only thing I, I like about him is that that is that he was Iron Man and he needs to just shut up about everything else. <laughs> All right, we're gonna listen to this clip from Joe Rogan, or this might be another Netflix trailer. There's several trailers, and uh, this guy does a TED talk. Uh, we might pull up some of the TED talks so that you can listen to that. Um, and then if you got things in the comments you want to put in there about this did you know that you were picking a fight with academia because there's a lot oh, of people that just thing. don't want to hear this you have been at the front of the line joe rogan i love listening to joe rogan and he ain't no christian so you know you, you know we got different beliefs on these things but i love listening because he gives people a platform to say something that are shut down everywhere I don't he, 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 I, he seems to live by that mantra. If you're wrong, you're wrong. If you're right, you're right. I'm going to listen to you anyway. So we're going to listen to a, a, a touch of this TED Talk right here. If we can get past this commercial. Much more introduction than that, Mr. Graham Hancock. Thank you. <laughs> I love TED Talks. Always learning. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Let's consider um, extraordinary possibilities. 
Could there be a lost civilization? How many of you have seen this huge rock? They say we don't even have the technology to do this, to create this today. We don't even have the technology to move this like they do. I mean, this is a huge rock. Plato provides the archetype with the story of Atlantis, for which he's the earliest surviving source. It's he describes Atlantis as having advanced architecture, advanced agriculture, advanced shipbuilding technology. Could some of these old theories, these old stories have truth to them? And you know, we, we see a lot like Troy. Think about that. They said Troy didn't exist. That was just a story. And then they found Troy. The powers that be found Troy after just telling all these people, all these years, that, that don't exist. How you doing, Luther Jennings? That it ceased to carry its prosperity with moderation. As though in punishment for this hubris, the universe... Don't that sound a lot like the Noah's Ark? They're getting evil. They're getting so materialistic that they've forgotten God. And he just destroyed them. That's the same... Same story, it seems to me. Maybe I'm wrong. Have to begin again. It, it sounds like a story that was told to somebody else. The view of historians and archaeologists is that Plato made the whole story up. Today, anyone who takes Atlantis money, 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 money that's all it is. To be Anything that becomes an organization, this guy's organization may later become try to refute things because it's going to After test their narrative. You know, one day maybe I'll get corrupt. Who knows? And so I'll try to fight the narrative because it's some kind of sponsorship I got. Maybe my kids will do that. Hopefully I've instilled enough in, in them and my father instilled enough in me. I'm just going to come at you straight. I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm not going to give you timelines on apocalypse. not going to give you timelines on the end, rapture, nothing like that. I don't know when it's going to happen. It could happen at any time. Anything could happen. That's why I think you'd be ready. We're ready wise. Right in the foundation. While we're listening to this talk, go check out our latest video about Randy Wise and Picture Mills. Yeah, we got a new code up in the link. Link in the bio. We also got the West link where you go find it. Uh, and talking to them. Yeah, we got you a new deal. Get you 10% discount, folks, with code E29 TEN. Cataclysmic events shape and reshape the world and allow new stories to emerge. Also, go check out Blackbeard Fire Starters. We got a new video coming up soon of testing their um, fire bombs. I've all seen videos of these cool lighters. Got those links in the bio. Go check them out. Once the dinosaurs were cleared out of the way, however, that shrew began to evolve. 65 million years later, here we are. The new rulers of the world. So, at risk of oversimplification, what happened 65 million years ago was so huge that it turned dinosaurs into chickens and shrews into human beings. It's now universally agreed that the cataclysm was caused by a six mile wide chunk of rock in outer space hitting the Earth at about 70,000 miles an hour. Scientists have divided whether the culprit was an asteroid or a comet. And I'm going to end that because it's coming to the end of the live today. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't always believe things I'm told. Did you know? I turn that sound off or it's going to blast. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's so many narratives. And, and, and you see so many people. Here's the thing that they're doing to the prepping community right now. You know, they tagged everything. You can't get a video and get watched sometimes. 
if, if you've got, you can't put prepping, survival, <laughs> bushcraft, you can't put none of that in your tags because they're keywords. You can't, you can't put any of that thing, that type of stuff in there because that is taboo now. They've labeled prepping evil and bad. I'm telling you, look, I'm not a hoarder because I got a bunch of food in my closet. No, I built that stockpile up for years. What I have done is what our forefathers have done for centuries. I put food up for the hard times. They did this. We are the first couple of generations. I say this and, until I'm blue in the face. And some people will never get it because they're so, um, they're, they're, they're NPCs. They're uh, non-playing characters. Uh, they're, they're, they're so caught up in a mainstream narrative. Um, but we're the first couple generations ever that in history to not prepare for winter as, as, uh, as just individual humans. We have given up our food security. We've given up our ability to grow food because they told us it'd be, it'd be cheaper, more convenient if we went this direction. This food's great. Well, you can, it'll last a little longer. You can put this up in the fridge and, and, and that fridge will keep it good and cold. You can go to the grocery store every day. And then all of a sudden, that narrative got completely shook up during the pandemic. And a lot of people realized how insecure they were when it came to their just basic preparations. That, that you, Anything can happen, folks. Anything can happen. I'm not telling you to be afraid. I, I, I say this all the time. Always prepared, never scared. I'm not afraid of something terrible happening. But I want to have the common sense to be ready if it happens, you know? I feel like God gives us common sense to, to see something happen and, and, and be, you know, hey, if that's going to happen, I'm going to be ready. I let God take care of the things that are the wild cards. I, you know, the reason I'm always prepared and never scared is not because of what I have in that closet. That's just common sense. That's what our forefathers have done for years. No, no my, 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 uh, my confidence is in him. Because I'm always prepared and never scared because I know where I can't pick up, he's going to pick up. I'm not telling you to be crazy. I'm not telling you to, to load up on tons of gun and ammo. I mean, it's good to have something to protect what you have in a time of crisis and protect your family. Because out here, you're waiting an hour for the sheriff's department to get to your door. I mean, <laughs> you're waiting on all kinds of stuff. There's all kinds of situations. When you're out hunting, hey, you're going to need more than a single shot, I'm telling you, because there's packs of coyotes out here. We recently seen that with that mountain lion that tried to kill that man. He had to pull his sidearm out. Luckily, he had it, not just a single shot, bolt-action rifle or an air gun or something ignorant like that. Well, I'm not saying those are ignorant, but just saying he didn't try to take it on with something he wasn't, that he wasn't equipped to take it on with. He used what he had. Um, this whole 10-round magazine thing is ignorant. Um, I mean, that, they're they're good good for hunting but sometimes you're gonna need more than 10 rounds that's why when i carry 1911 i got a couple mags you know when i carry my micro concealed carry gun i've got a couple mags <laughs> i'm ready for it if it's coming <laughs> but we're that first generation that's just cast off being ready for you know something to happen i mean even our clothing speaks of it uh, you know I, I see people all day long wearing pajama pants everywhere House house slippers. That's right, Ricochet. He said, believe half what you see. <laughs> Let me see if it'll come up there where I can see it. He said, believe what, half, half of what you see, half of what you hear, 
None of what you feel in all of God's word. Not scared, just prepared. We all prepare. Just uh, some for, uh, what do you say there? Just some for the short term and some for the long term. I like, I like it, buddy. I like it. Yeah, exactly. You know, I can't be prepared for every situation. I'm not, my budget don't allow for that. But it, it I'm literally seeing a return on what I got in there. I've got beans in there that are three or four times the price there. It's just a basic investment, just like anything else. It's like insurance. So that's why I tell you, go places like ReadyWise. These meals are going to keep. You can build a bag out of the with these in it as your uh, your emergency meals. This is uh, how many servings? Is it two point five servings in this? This is going to feed you, another person, and a kid. This will feed you, your spouse, and your kid. And and they you can get a box of these. They're not terribly high. I'm fixing to get some more uh, for the advertising. But you know they're good. I got the video on there of me cooking it up with just some boiled water. You can eat that out of the pack. You know, but. That being said, you can put up beans too. You can put up rolled oats. You can put up quick oats. You can put up cornmeal. There's so many things you can put up. If you got, if you know what you need to know, you can do it. Put a pretty quick meal together with that. It's going to be kind of bland. It's not going to taste as good as that. I like that because it's going to taste good. But we've given that up. And, and today, while I'm talking to you, while I got you here, are you ready? Are you prepared if your family faces a major disaster? PMR 30. <laughs> Having food in the roof is better. <laughs> there we go. You know, I, I, when I talk about that, I always scared, I always prepared, never scared. You know, I, I think back to Moses when he was out with the the, the children of Israel in the desert, and they were complaining, and and he just, and they, they didn't have nothing to eat or whatnot. He just he just rained bread from heaven, and then they were complaining about wanting meat, and he just sent the quail in. And that, you know, God can provide your needs. That's why I trust Him. I've seen too many things where God worked in my favor call it coincidence anymore this is this ain't no it's not we're we're no longer in the realm of coincidence we're in the realm of supernatural provision and and i trust i trust him i trust him folks he's taking care of me and he can take care of you in these times it's always good to have somebody on your side that's above it all you know he's the king of kings And, and that's the way i look at he's above Mitch McConnell, he's above Joe Biden, he's above Donald Trump, he's above uh, the queen, the the king, the new king and queen of England. He's he's above President President Xi Jinping. He's above uh, Kim Jong Il. He's above um, he's above oh uh, Vladimir Putin. They're just, they're just little kids. they're just little players in the game. They're little ants to him. But I'm I'm glad that the creator of the universe cares about this here little little ant, this little cockroach right here. Yeah, you ain't never gonna kill this old cockroach. <laughs> I'm a redneck cockroach. I need to put that on the shirt. Are you ready? Do, do we got any redneck cockroaches in here? They've tried to kill you. Society's tried to throw you away. They tried to tell everybody you're just a dumb idiot that don't know nothing, but you're still here. You're still surviving out in the woods. <laughs> you're still doing it. You're still living like God called you to live. You're still having a good time, even without all them fancy things that everybody else has got, even without them fancy bougie clothes everybody's got you just wearing your regular work clothes like i do and you're just having a good time doing it how many how many of them redneck cockroaches we got out there they ain't never gonna kill you praise the lord hallelujah thank you jesus yeah all these little worker ants are rolling around getting ready trying trying to take over the world here we are here we are we're still making it we're out here in redneck woods just making it man i gotta crack it back but 
We're coming to the end of the show, and I'm going to do these shameless advertising spills because, hey, it just helps me put more content out there, do more for you. But yeah, um, right now we have some new knives in the knife store. If you're looking for a great Damascus steel knife, Adnan's called me. He's like, hey, you got any uh, you got any uh, orders coming? I need to put this in order. It's high carbon steel, and I let it get rusty. I'm going to show you that. But no, we got some great knives on there. If you're looking for just a nice little piece of art we got the uh, fire we got the new uh blackbeard fire starter brands let me just show you some of the stuff they sent us they sent us these fire plugs they spilt out in the bag they sent us these uh these arc lighters uh this latest uh fire test they've sent us this uh it's a blackbeard fire starter what was the specific name of that but it's basically just a big old rope and boy this thing catches a spark off a ferro rod they sent me a Blackbeard ferro rod striker. And man, I love this thing. This It's not one of them soft ferro rods. It's it's not a survival ferro rod. I mean, you, you got to practice with it a little bit, but it don't take a lot of practice. And you've got just something that's going to throw some sparks. Right there. Right there. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, it throws a great spark. And, um, in the video, I'm using this Mora Eldris right here, this little neck knife. I'm working on trying to get these. It's just hard to get the time to do what I need to do for the store. But, yeah, those Mora Eldrises are good little neck knives, and, and they're made just – they got that back edge just for striking that rod. But, yeah, go check that link out on the – through the link in the bio on our site. You're going to find some good stuff. We give you the understanding of why you need these because I've done two videos out in the wet, in the cold. And if you've uh, watched uh, any of my videos where I was staying out, one of those, I had to keep that fire going the whole time it was going. And when it burned out, there wasn't no getting it back going because everything was wet. And sometimes you need that fire starter to help get um, get your fire going and dry out something to burn. But yeah, if, if you got your camera phone nearby and you're watching this on television, hit that QR code for Blackbeard Fire Starters. Screenshot it, run it through Google Lens. There we go. And also, if you're looking for a great tack light, Phoenix light, these mugs, they got rechargeable tactical uh, lights, great lights. I carry this everywhere. Uh, this is my, one of my EDC lights. Um, yeah, great tactical advantage. You know, you flash somebody in the eye and then you jab them, do a soft tissue jab with this thing. Hey, they're going to back off. Caveman, he put this little note in here after a cockroach spill. He says, cockroaches live seven days after you cut their heads off. You just remember that, folks. You shut me down. I'm still out there seven days wandering around. Going to get you back. <laughs> no, no. But I, I ain't, you ain't going to get rid of me that easy. I'll tell you right now. Uh, I, I think I've seen instances where them things got frozen ice, and then they, they thawed out and kept on going. Things that happen in this world, the way God created, is it. great. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna say a prayer, and uh, I hope that uh, you get your family more prepared and ready. Um, just like Noah, just like Joseph, you know, they prepared. You know, they prepared their houses. Uh, they got ready and um, ended up being able to help other people in the process. You know, uh, Noah he was able to help his sons. He was able to restart society. They made fun of him. They thought him he was crazy. Joseph, his brothers hated him, and they tried to sell him off. But in the end, God took care of him. 
brought a frozen snake in the house and thawed it out. <laughs> the, the snake must have been still alive. All right, folks, we're going to go into prayer. I didn't get into a lot of the news, but we'll cover that tomorrow. Um, but that was the main thing I want to talk about today. Don't let the gatekeeper stop you. Don't uh, always believe in there. They're going to tell you a lot of things. There's going to come a day when they're going to try and tell you us Christians are nothing but cultists, even though they're going to say everything else is okay. Uh, they're going to say every other belief's okay. They're going to tell y'all we're cultists and that, that we're just crazy. They're already trying to do it. They've been trying to do it for years, but because of God, they can't really do it. But the times has not come where God's going to allow the persecution to start. But you just just remember, there's going to come a time, and it'll be pretty soon, that um, they're going to be trying to promote a narrative that we're, we're something we're not. They may be trying to promote a narrative you're something you're not. And they may be doing that to you right now. Don't always believe the experts because a lot of times experts are humans and they are fallible, my friends. They are very fallible. And this guy's proven that on a big scale, I feel like. And, and that's why they don't like him. That's why they're trying to shut him down. So I hope you've had a good time here with me today. I've had a good time. We had a lot of folks come in for this discussion. And um, a lot of people seem, there's a lot of hype around this. A lot of people watch Joe Rogan, like Joe Rogan. A lot of people like, a lot of people like Netflix. Um, and and when these series and docu-series, that's where their claim to fame is is going right now. Netflix has been putting out stuff nobody else will touch, and then they'll put these docu-series out that just, like, kill it, man. I mean, that's, I love it. Maybe we'll put a documentary on there one day. <laughs> Chaos. <laughs> Chaos doc. <laughs> yeah, down in the holler. We're going we're gonna to tell the story of Redneck America down here in the North Alabama hills. <laughs> we got some stories, trust me. Lord, we got stories down here, and they're and they're, and they're more every day. Why y'all think I'm so prepared? This place down here is a little dangerous. You gotta have your wits about you to survive out here in the redneck woods. We got rabid wild uh, meth heads running through the woods and forests. We got uh, people shooting off cannons out here. We got uh, we had a bank robber that lived in the community, and we didn't even know it. And they come put him in prison. When he got out, he set the whole neighborhood on fire trying to burn his house down because he was gonna sell just the land. He didn't want to pay for construction. End up catching the whole neighborhood on fire. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you couldn't make our, you couldn't make this stuff up. You could not make up this stuff that happens in this neighborhood. It's something different every day. Uh, now Google's moved in. <sighs> Lower hell, ain't no telling it. <laughs> they got the meth heads all stirred up down here, and they got them drones be flying around where they're what? They said them, them drones are spying on us. <laughs> they're gonna find their meth lab. <laughs> that old garbage bag lab we got hit out in the woods, Jimmy. Uh, well, we, we better get the head. We better get the, get the brush over it. Get them tarps up. <laughs> yeah. But now, love all of you. We're going to pray for you. Y'all have a good and dear Heavenly Father. You see just the um, the things we've had a conversation about today. I hope that it, it just brings, uh, it should, that it is a good witness on my character, Lord God, of how I want to try to help people for you, Lord. I hope people see you. And you're lying in me and in my life. I hope people are entertained and, and it causes them to want to know what, what has brought me this kind of happiness and peace in my life. And because they want some of that happiness and peace in their life, Lord. But I pray you set a hand of protection down on these folks that come in here with us every day and the ones that are just now joining us. Set your hand of protection down on them, Lord Heavenly Father. Set down your strength in their lives. 
begin to help them find that peace that surpasses all understanding in a time, Lord God, when it seems like the whole world's falling apart. I feel like, Lord, we probably are seeing some prophetic things take place and that you're coming maybe soon, Lord God. And I pray even, even those that don't believe on here begin to see that, Lord Heavenly Father, the ones that's always questioning, I pray you open their eyes, Lord God, to what's really happening, God. And I pray, God, you see just the evil around us. I pray you just set down protection and wisdom in people's lives. To, to function in this new normal, this new society we live in where there's this, there's a lot of bad going on and there's a lot of bad, corrupt people running things, God. I pray you have your way, Lord Jesus, and you just take care of us, Lord God. And um, you, you just bring us all back here at the next appointed time. Help us have a good day, Lord. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Y'all have a good one. We're going to get out of here. We're going to stop recording on the podcast. Y'all go to... Uh, oh, we'll spit. Uh, y'all go to uh, Spotify and you can find...